Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Wow. Hey, let's give him an awesome round. That's awesome, Lester. Whoa, God's good. You guys get those seats. Wow, we're going to have a little chat before Lester comes back and uh, sing some more for us. But uh, he's got some CDs down the back there, and uh, I think there's five different ones, is there? Four different ones, and uh, they're a uh, special deal, three for uh, $30, wow, 15 bucks each or three for 30 and we're going to have a little chat, oh, we've got some seats, here we go, like... no, this will be fine, we're tag team, huh? fine. tag team, <laughs> and uh, we just want to have a little chat, Lester, about some of your journey, yeah, my brother's name's Lester, it's not a common name, hey, it's the coolest name ever, bro. yeah, that's I'm right, Lester, wherever you are, bro. You can see, you can see a little bit of the uh, Jamaican influence coming through in you, mate. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Hey, tell us a bit about your early journey in life, where you uh, grew up and raised, and uh, some of the the journey before you came to Christ. Tell us yeah. a bit about that, Lester. Um, I was born in the UK to migrant um, Jamaican workers, so uh, um, I'd say. Um, as you know, UK is part of the Commonwealth, so Jamaica is part of the Commonwealth, I should say. So um, after World War II, um, they needed a lot of skilled help or non-skilled to help build the country back up. So my parents, with a lot of other people, went to help and to have a better life, even though Jamaica is paradise, but it's, uh, <laughs> but it's hard going if you, uh, for, for ordinary people. Yeah. So what city did they end up settling and where did you grow up? They, they uh, settled in a place called Birmingham, which is the second, second largest city in the UK. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, oh, yeah. So what sort of work did they do? Uh, my dad was like a, a metal worker, um, you know, anything to do with metal. And I think he used to do be a carpentry and stuff when he was a bit younger. And then my mom, she just sort of did a lot of domestic stuff around, you know. So you were one of how many kids? Oh, yeah, I'm one of eight. One of eight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Big family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have been fun growing up in a household of eight? Yeah. Well, um, at first, um, three siblings were still in Jamaica. So right. my eldest brother and two of my older sisters, they were still there. And I was the, the eldest born in the UK. So right. the first one to be born in the UK. So yeah. Birmingham's a big city. Was there a Jamaican... Population yes. there, yeah, there huge, was. huge Jamaican, but uh, really, really multicultural right. uh, uh, from pretty much every sort of nation, really. But a lot of sort of Indian, Pakistan, Jamaicans, and a lot of the Caribbean islands, right, would right. settle there, yeah. And so, um, your family were into music, um, yes. Um, uh, my dad was, um, he used to play the acoustic guitar, yeah. and then, um, um, so I had a fascination with that. I think it was, it, it was I'd with music, it was just all around all the time. So we used to. The, uh, I, I remember growing up in a lot of um, home churches and sort of um, Bible study type stuff. So there would be always instruments there and people singing and the harmonies and all that sort of stuff. So you had so, a Christian background with your family. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in church and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So what happened after school? You did work or how, what was the journey after school? When I left school, uh, oh, when I was fourteen. Um, I, I decided not to do church anymore because I I, 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 re, I really got disgruntled with church. Um, 
I, I do remember making commitments as a young kid, and I know that I, I knew that God was real, but what I was seeing around me, I didn't particularly like. So I just thought Christians were a bunch of hypocrites, and ah, uh, you know. But in saying that, I know the, I knew the power of God because I've seen I, I've seen I saw miracles, yep. and I and, and I did know some people who who are called at the time true Christians, you know, yeah. they would they walk the walk and talk the talks type stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I bet you had a praying mum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for, yeah. When I eventually became, came, yeah. became a Christian, I, I found that not only my mum was praying for me, but the whole church. I was, I was, I was on the, I was on the hit list. <laughs> Seriously. I got nowhere to run, man. It was like, blah, 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 blah. yeah. Well, tell us what those um, late teens and twenties were like. What journey were you in and searching for answers then? Um, well, I I, I I I totally rebelled, and um, and uh, I became a Rastafarian, which is totally opposite. So I I grew locks and started following um, Haile Selassie, which is an Ethiopian emperor. He's a Descent uh, is a direct descendant from King Solomon, Queen Sheba, yeah. and um, he, he, but, means. yeah, he's he's part of that. So Jarastafari, Bob Marley, all of that sort of stuff. That's but that's primarily what the the guys believe in stuff. So they do. Uh, some people do recognize Jesus, but not as as how we see Jesus. Right. So uh, so I went down that line, and it it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't, good. it wasn't working for me, really. <laughs> so you got into some uh, groups and places that yeah. weren't good for you. Yeah, and uh, and then I sort of start. I always sort of did music, and then um, uh, I sort of started my first band. Sort of, I don't know, sixteen, seventeen, sort of type thing, and sort of got into it slowly, and then um, started doing music. But by that time. Um, God started showing up in different ways, and a lot of spiritual stuff started to happen to me, so which I couldn't just deny yeah. um, that you know the existence of God and, and the power. Mm. So things I might be getting into, which I won't say, uh, I won't say, but uh, God would send my mom or somebody else and to pray with me, and, and or they would God would give them a vision of me doing something really stupid and, <laughs> and it's true and, and, they, and they would come and say less you know what you're about to do don't do it <laughs> don't do it, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> it's true it's, 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 many a time you know a praying mom and saw yeah. stuff and yeah, yeah and prayed hard and, that's so good. And, and protected me from a lot of mishap yeah. So tell us about your music career and how that developed and what sort of groups and music that you did. And um, You know what? I'd say things got better when I became... Actually, not say... Actually, things got better when I became a Christian. Yep. It's, it's, it's because I, I was in a band with um, a cousin and a brother and, and some other mates. And we almost got signed. And then for some reason, it just fell apart. Didn't understand why and rah, rah, rah. And um, after that broke up, I, was, I thought I'm just going to go solo, do my own thing, and um, and but but from a Christian thing or, or whatever else happened, um, it sort of came. So I, I um, 
I, I worked with different bands doing stuff. Yeah. And, um, and then I met some other people and they got me doing some session work. Like, I, I met a, 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 like the first really good one, I met um, a, a friend of mine called Diane Charlemagne and she's a great singer. And um, she saw me play and she said, listen, you know, I think you're really good. Uh, and, um, you know, if anything comes up, I'll give you a call. So I said, ah, oh, yeah, forgot about it. Maybe a six months, a year later, I got a call. I said, ah, oh, they're looking for a guitarist, but you need to come down to London for the uh, audition or not, not even the audition, if the gig's yours. And mm-hmm. I did that, and it was like, wow, there's this guy called Goldie. You sort of invented, like, drum and bass and that type of stuff. So I managed to get a, a big tour with him yep. all around Europe. And then I met like, celebrities and stars and all that sort of stuff. I was like... So you're trying to be cool, and like, <laughs> you're in England. <laughs> you know, standing, you're standing here, and you're watching Bjork play. Yes, yes. You know, and yes. stuff like that. And people you, you've seen on the TV, you're just like, oh, yes, what's happening, mate? Uh, like, <laughs> just being cool. Hey? Yeah, yeah, just being, yeah. So, um, so you played in front of some big crowds? Yes, yeah, thousands and um, thousands of people, and like, plus TV stuff as well. Yeah. And then... Um, uh, I worked with a band called Musical Youth as well. Then um, they had a big hit. All uh, they were like the first UK black teen group to be like superstars. Yeah. So they had a, a, a big hit called Pass the Duchy. And so I was, I, 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 so I was with them for a long time. Some of them heard of that one, have you? Yeah. I didn't so, know them, but some of you guys do. <laughs> so well done, there you go. <laughs> So I was with them for a long time, and, and actually, the, uh, because of technology, yep. um, I actually played on the, the latest album. So I'm at home in Brisbane, Australia. Yeah. They send me the track. I, I play on it and send it back. That's <laughs> awesome, man. How Let's cool is that? Right <laughs> how cool That's is amazing. That? <laughs> and I've done that a number of times um, yep. through... Um, um, a cousin a cousin in law mm. he's got a studio as well so he sends me stuff I play and it send it back wow wow yeah so it's great it's amazing <laughs> tell us how you came to, back to Christ tell us the story of how that worked out well as I said earlier on I was having these visions and dreams and stuff and God would be showing me stuff and then and I, I wasn't Christian in mind you know so and then one day um the Lord spoke to me in a dream or something and said, listen, I want you to go to church. And I said, okay. And then, so I went to, I went to, to my mom and said, mom, you know, uh, I had this dream and it's really audible and it says I need to go to church. And she just brought down, she was just weeping She's, because she had a vision prior saying that about the, the whole family getting together and getting to church and there was going to be a big move happening within the family. And... So the first day I went to church, it was a supernatural. Um, there was a guy who just sang in the spirit and he does all sorts of stuff. And I was like blown away. But the senior pastor, the church where I went to, um, he used to visit the, the, our home. And, and he knew me as a raster and he used, and, and he used, we used to have a joke. And I, something about him I really loved, I really liked. Um, he was just authentic, yeah. 
you know, no airs and graces. And he used to joke and said, yeah, I'm going to get you into church one day, less, <laughs> And get into singing, singing that Rasta music in church. <laughs> and you laughed. And I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but God was laughing too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, and sort of, and so I went the first day, and I think that was great. And then I left it for a couple of weeks, and I went back the following, well, one Sunday evening, but church was packed, and but I couldn't get in downstairs, so I had to go upstairs. So at the end of the service, and I just knew I, I could look down, I could see my my mom and stuff, and she was like this, looking for you. But I didn't tell anyone I was going. <laughs> she was like this through the whole. I was like laughing. I said, something's going on there. <laughs> and then at the end of the, the, um, the night, um, David Woodfield, the senior pastor, said, would anyone like to make a commitment to Jesus? And no word of a lie, fair dinkum, I heard God speak to me audibly. He said, listen, stick your hand up. This is going to be the best thing you ever do. do. <laughs> I went, yeah. For, I, <laughs> <laughs> for real, far out, seriously. And I, at first, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> and then he said it again. And he said, listen, this is the last time I'm calling you, man. I went, okay. I wrote reluctantly, like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then seriously, so, and so he said, whoever put your hand up, all those people who put your hand up, sorry, I want you to come down the front. Seriously, by the time I stood up, Walked down the stairs, got to the front. I was stoned as yeah. Holy Spirit. Presence of God just went. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to understand, being a Rastafarian, marijuana, ganja was part of my culture. Yeah. So I used to get high. I used to get... But this was get, high. This was a lot stronger. But this was far superior. This, wow. I never had anything like this. It was just and I, weeks and days and months and years after just having a conversation and <laughs> seriously man. That's so I, good. Seriously they were asking me my asking me my name at the front. I could just about get my name out. <laughs> when they when, when they knew it was me because I changed physically because I had and goat in long dreadlocks, big hat and all that sort of stuff. The whole church just erupted because they were all praying for me. Wow, wow. And so, what did your mum do? Oh, she would just be like, beside us. So she was just praising and, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, she's still praising and carrying <laughs> on now. <laughs> and how old were you when this happened? Uh, tw- 27. 27, like. okay. Wow. Yeah. That's so, that was yeah. so awesome, hey? Yeah. And God just radically changed your Radica- life from that day on. R- radically changed me. I, I, I knew the power of God and, and, and his miracle and yeah. salvation and his healing from then. And I'm not talking about physical healing, but the whole holistic right. approach to like my mindset. Because where my mind was, it was just not in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just a lot of hatred, a lot of anxiety, a lot of dep- and, and depression. Yeah as well and all sorts of stuff I used to like chasing the girls as well so had that sort of no he was not good man because it got yeah. me into trouble you know yeah. so so guys watch what you're doing yeah um, and so yeah. Jesus just started to set you free in every year yeah. and heal and restore yeah. yourself for true yeah and then you started singing for him yes I started singing the first song um the the, the, the night I went home um 
I remembered the, 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 from the first time I went to church, there was a guy who wrote, a, he preached, and it was, I forgot what scripture it was, but it f- was for me to live, to die is gain. Right. And I, I wrote a song called For Me to Live, and so that was on my very, very first album. So, um, so I used to sing, that was like the song I used to sing all the time. Everybody like, sing for me to live. It's like, oh, really again? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you just started writing songs. Yeah, I, I, I was writing songs before I became a Christian, so I, I kept on doing it. And so some of the songs that I wrote before, I just revamped them and changed the lyric round and the, and the meanings and right. stuff like that. Has a, has a different, you know. I heard you were in prison. Tell us about that story. <laughs> well, um, well, that was through uh, prison chaplaincy and oh, that okay. type of stuff. So. <laughs> hey. So, uh, and, and again, going into, because um, we used to go into um, three different, t- we went into young offenders, and we went into uh, all-female prisons, and then we used to do, like, the adult males as well. So, that changes your concept of, of stuff, and it just makes you real, you, 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 honest, you know. And for me, um, if, when people met you for the first time, they're thinking, oh, you know, you're goody too Christian. They're thinking, dude, if you know where I'm coming from, man. Yeah. So, so you had to build up a relationship and, and, and trust and stuff. And at the end of the day, people saw you that, you know, you're, you're the same as them, but you're, you're just on a journey differently from... Because it could have easily been me. Where my heart was, I could have easily been there because I had so much hatred towards, you know, my dad and stuff like that because stuff what he's done and rah, rah, rah. It just, it was, just wasn't good, man. So yeah. you're able to share from your heart and touch their lives. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, sometimes, because uh, we did it out, uh, in, in the female prison, um, sometimes we're going as a band and do worship music and stuff like that. Then other times we do, um, the ongoing thing was Alpha. Yeah. So we saw a lot of good happen through that, um, yeah. through the Alpha. Alpha course is absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. Awesome, yeah. Um, one, one quick story. Yeah. Uh, we, we were praying for we was praying for this one lady one time, and the um, Holy Spirit decided to show up, uh, as He does. And He and we, we you know we it was about three of us just sort of and we didn't even really lay our hands on. We sort of just like we asked you know, it's okay. He said yeah yeah so yeah you can do that. So we started praying for her and stuff. And Holy Spirit just went and started doing what He does. And she, she was. And because, you know, she was not on church, that's why I went, what's going on here? But God had actually audibly touched her life. So to see stuff like that and, you know, because some of the stuff what we we, we talk to people about, some, you know, horrific offenses and stuff like that. So, you know, um, to be part of that and not to have any airs and graces, just to say, listen, we're here, we just want to tell you about Jesus. Yeah. And then, um, you know. What an awesome privilege to take Jesus wherever we go. Yeah. And how did you get from England to, to Australia? Tell uh, us the story. Man. You must have got married somewhere on the journey here. How long, well, have, you been, how long have you been married? <laughs> 23 years. 23 years. Let's last give him a month. Hand, eh? <laughs> <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> to my gorgeous wifey. Um, um, well, we used to host a lot of um, people from around the world, and we had so many Aussies stay at our place, especially the Musos. Right. And every single person who came to our place said, listen, if you're ever over Australia, look us up or, you know, yeah. be welcome. And we would say, dude, 
don't say it unless you mean it, because we'll come. <laughs> and and, and um, we met some Fijian Australians. So, and then we, we, anyway, we, we've been to a lot of countries, and we said, oh, let's go to Australia for a holiday. And we haven't been there. And so, oh, yeah, that's cool. And we came, and it was like, oh, man. It was like home straight away. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. We flew... M- our, our experience of Australia, we flew into Cairns. Right. And it was like at Christmas. Yeah. Bit hot. And, and I had a, a sheepskin coat jacket, <laughs> which is, seriously, which is this thick. Because you got to remember, in the UK, like Christmas time is winter. And it's like, when, when, when we were going back, it was going to be like minus whatever, six or whatever. So I was walking through the cabin. <laughs> with my sheepskin coat, and everyone looking at, mate, you're really going to need that here. <laughs> I wanted to say, oh, dude, I'm going back to a cold country after this party. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so you ended up in Brisbane? Ended so up you went on holidays, you obviously you came back. Uh, well, we came back the following year, because actually we had some God instances while we were here, because like, we knew so many people here from Cairns, well, the people who we wanted to see in Cairns, we couldn't find them. <laughs> so we went down to Melbourne and Sydney, who people we know there as well, and, and they're still our best mates t- today. And, um, and the following, we, we, we just felt that we should be here. Couldn't tell you why. It just felt home. It just felt right. And so we prayed about it for a year, came back the following year, same thing happened again. We'd do excursions for one, ex- uh, 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 um, one example, sorry. Um, we'd be doing excursions and stuff, and so people would come up to us and go, so, when are you moving to Australia then? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so we had counsel with some good, uh, a Christian um, pastor friend of ours in Sydney, and we said, listen, we're thinking of moving here. We need a good church because we a church what's doing stuff within the community and rah 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 and good music so I can get involved with and stuff and um, we found Brisbane City Church at the time which is now Hope Centre International and I met some guys from Garden City at the time as well so um, yeah just just the way how church was we saw church being done here we were just blown away I'm just like wow so, yeah. That's where you got involved down there. And uh, Claire and you got busy serving yeah. and been on worship teams now for yeah. many years. Yeah. But yeah. tell us what happened three years ago. You found out you well, had cancer. Tell us what happened. Yeah. Tell us the story. Um, out of the blue, um, I did a, t- uh, a test came through and I did it and then it came back positive. <laughs> I went, what? So... Um, this is for bowel cancer. Yeah, this was for bowel cancer. And I was like, I'm too young. What's going on? And it was just, it seriously, it was just out of the blue. No idea. No, no sign whatsoever. No symptoms or anything? No. Whatsoever. So, so how did you feel? What happened? My, wo- my world was rocked, to be honest. Uh, I, I was shaken. Um, um, the, the day I had to see the, um, the surgeon and stuff, after we said what he said and rah, 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 we went home, we, we both just, we cried. We, we cried for a bit. Yes. And then we sort of dusted ourselves off. And then we prayed. Um, <laughs> we really prayed. And we did feel God 
come in and say, listen, this is, this is going to be all right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fine. You know, you, you, you know, I'm not done with you yet. Good. So That's great to have that really and, and, and right from the outset, God set me up with the, the, the best um, medical people. Yes. From the, from the, from the, I, I had three. The guy who did the first the test and checked me out. And, you know, I was waking up from the anesthetic and he said, well, dude, you, you know, um, there's something there. And I'm kind of like, eh. And then, but he said, I've got a friend who can sort you out. And which was Brian Mead, um, Dr. Brian Mead, who's um, uh, keyhole surgery. He does keyhole surgery. Yes. So, and there's not a lot of them doing it. And I got set up with him. Yes. And then there's another doctor, who, the, my oncologist, um, David Grimes. He's yes. uh, awesome in his field. And um, I got set up with him. And it, I, I just said, Dad, thanks, man. Because yeah. he set me up. So you had how many operations? Oh, a few, I want to say a few, but I had the, the initial one. And then I had to have another one, a thing called a portacath. So um, it's a thing what they put underneath, a, a gadget they put underneath his skin. In, yeah. So when I give you the drugs, uh, it, it's uh, the chemo, it's, uh, it, your veins don't shut down. So basically, if, if uh, every other week, the first time I had to have it, in my, uh, I, you know, I was on chemo. Mm. So the, the, it, if I didn't have the portacath, it would have been in my veins. And like after a time... It, yeah. it, it breaks down and that type yeah. of stuff. So I had a portacath put in. So that was another. <laughs> and then it, it, it busted, didn't it? Or it's it busted, so <laughs> I broke it. So <laughs> <laughs> probably all your dancing around. It, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so next week they gotta they gotta refit it. <laughs> yeah. So. So over the last three years, yeah. obviously there's been a lot of prayer, and yeah. you've had. To, to, so you came through the initial one, and then you had another yeah, diagnosis. Yeah, because I was uh, still being monitored, and because they monitor you for about five years straight, and if there's no recurrence, then it, they they cut it down. So maybe like a year, then after mm -hmm. maybe a couple of years, that type of thing. Yeah. They, anyway, uh, they can tell a lot from just your blood. So yes. my blood markers was instead of going down, it was going up. Right. So. They said, listen, we, we don't like the look at this. We, um, so they had another scan, and they, they saw a couple of lumps. Mm. So a couple of them they couldn't, they couldn't uh, touch because it was just in a funny spot. Yeah. So, and one of them they, they just took. And they were really, really tiny, but, yes. but because of the blood markers going up. Um, mm -hmm. they, they, anyway, uh, so I was back on chemo for that, but that was a different type. So it was like tablets and that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was for about four or five months. And that, that knocked you about as well, huh? And, and the, uh, uh, the f uh, yeah, the, the, the first time, straight away, I was smashed yes. every two weeks. And I'd feel good the day. that The best I'd feel was the, the day I was going to have the chemo again. The next one. Yeah, but, yeah. But you were telling me that you wrote some songs. Yes. Fine by Fire yeah, on the yeah, album. Yeah. This, this album here. This one, yeah, I wrote while I was... Tell us the story <laughs> of how that happened. Oh, man. You know what? Because people would, would ask me, um, how do I feel? Or, you know, ask me sometimes with like stupid questions and like <laughs> about trusting in God and stuff. I'm thinking, well, you know, God's either true or, you know, or not. And he's not a liar. So my faith in him from how he saved me 
it's not going to change. I said, Dad, you know, you still, you say that you love me, yeah. and I believe you, and you, you know, you're, you're a healer, and I believe you, and that was it. As far as I was concerned, you, you, you say who you are, and I believe it. End of story. So, uh, yeah, um, a lot of prayer, and church really got yep. behind me with this, and some family, and some friends, and they, some, some guys who some real good Aussie mates stood with me who I did, some of them I didn't even know that they would stand with me in the way they did and yeah. Um, yeah. So what happened this year? The church had 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yeah. Tell us what happened during that time. Um, one night I went to church and um, my, my pastor away and he, the service was going in one way and then he got up and said, listen, this, this is what I'm feeling God is saying. And, and he was saying people who have got stuff going on in their lives in terms of healing or whatever it is, you, you know, in, in come down to the front for prayer and stuff. So I, I ran down the front there. I was like, <laughs> I'll, 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 whatever's going on, I'm going to have it. And um, I knew, I, I felt that something happened, but I couldn't tell you what it was. I couldn't say, uh, you know, ABC, I, but I knew something happened. Yeah. Um, I didn't think much more of it, so I just went away. But at the end of the service, I said, Wayne, something happened, but I, couldn't, I can't tell you what. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel anything. But, I just but by knew. faith, you knew. I just knew that something happened. And it, it wasn't, I didn't, I'm not sure if I, you know, went out for the cancer thing. I just, just went out just for prayer type thing, I think. Yes. So anyway, a f- few months later, um, when I got, I had to do some more tests and stuff. And uh, it came back. Everything was just like nothing was there. All gone. All Let's gone. give praise to Jesus. I am totally healed. Yeah. 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 And now you're busy singing and yeah. worshiping Jesus. Getting back into some stuff again. Yeah. Because <laughs> this chemo does knock you out, knock yeah. you out um, for a while. And, uh, you know, the first time I couldn't even sing for about a year. Is that right? Yeah. It just took, that would have been my, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, but I do a lot of sort of guitar work anyway. So the singing stuff is mainly when I do stuff like this. Yeah. Um, but when I do my other day job, it's it's um, I don't have to sing too much as yeah. such. Sometimes I, if I'm doing production stuff, because I got a little studio at home, I do backing vocals for someone if they need it type yeah. thing. Um, uh, but most of it, m- mainly my work is like as a guitar player. Right. So you yeah. do session work as a yeah. professional musician. Yeah. Yeah, so I work with different awesome. bands and artists and that type of stuff. Yeah, he was playing with Andrew Einside only a few weeks ago in Brisbane. At yeah, event. that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so had a great uh, time well, with Andrew. It was awesome. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, one more comment before we sort of wrap it yeah. up. And um, yeah. you said when you first heard, a lot of people say, "Why me?" Yeah. What happened to you? I said, "Why not me?" I really yeah. did, and people were shocked by it because Jesus said, "You know, things will happen." You know, he didn't say that we, we weren't going to have mm. a, a hard time because, let's face it, you know, and I, I just believed, you know, I just really just believed God, you know. I just trusted him and said, you, you know, you're going to get me through this. Yeah. That's, be- that's beautiful. Because his promises are true and, 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 then, and they never end. You know, he, you know he's, it's yes and amen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Jesus said in this world you will have trouble. But that's right. Be of good cheer. Yeah. I have overcome the world. That's right. And you yeah. proved that. Yeah. And this morning I was talking about the journey of faith, how we walk 
in the good times yeah. and the difficult times That's that God right. hasn't changed. That's right. Just our circumstances right. have, and then we yeah. have to choose to line up That's and walk right. with God. And that's, yeah. I just admire and honor you, Lester, for you walking through this journey and Claire together, just honoring Jesus. And I know that God's going to use your story and your lives more and more. Yeah. You know, when you're in the middle of it, you think, God, this yeah. is terrible. This is hard. Yeah. But it's yeah. a test, and out yeah. of the test comes that's a right. testimony. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's happened. Yeah. And out yeah. of the mess comes a message. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> it's giving me more resolve. And yes. you find you sing now with even yeah. more depth of yeah. passion. It's giving me more resolve. I, I see things in a, in a bigger light. And how I treat people, how I treat my girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah I feel very humbled. Yeah. Yeah. I'm what, still here to, to, to be here. Yeah. What you word know? of encouragement would you give for some people here who maybe are walking a journey of <clears throat> cancer or sickness or they've got close family friends that are going through a deep challenge, yeah. what words of encouragement would you give? Whether it's cancer or your marriage breakup or whatever it is, you know, if you know God, trust in God and, 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 you know, and dig into his word and get some, you know, one or a few people who are solid in what they believe and what they know to be the what you know to be true from scripture you know and 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 be around those people and um you know for people who know those type of people a, a phone call a text flowers whatever it is it's huge because i've been on the receiving because i love flowers and stuff and i was you know, sent flowers and all that sort of text messages. Then, man, I'm just thinking about you. And that was the biggest thing for me. Yes. All of that, that that support, you know, a food parcel or whatever, or just saying, mate, yeah. I'm with you. You know, I'm, I'm praying for you. Exactly. For me, that was enough. Yeah. But some people, they they didn't get it. That was that that was how you know. Yeah. yeah. Does does that, does that make sense? That's awesome. Yeah. We want him to sing again, but let's give him, a, uh, Lester, a great thank you for this. Sharing your heart with us, mate. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.